0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Over and over again, there's plain documentation proving the relation between the United States' decision to push peace in the Middle East and natural disasters. Was there a correlation between the recent push for peace in the Middle East and the horrible hurricane that devastated the Gulf Coast of Florida? Uh, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 14, 2018. So, very interesting week
1: and very busy week in terms of Bible prophecy. I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me and I'll try to sort through everything that and I won't get to everything. It's just not really feasible or doable. I want to begin with something I posted on social media, and I'm uh, sure you, I hope, you were able to see this yesterday. This uh, Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was freed from prison in Turkey after two years, pictured here is a photo I took from my TV. He's on one knee, and he's praying for the president in the Oval Office in the name of Jesus. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe after, uh, the service today, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never seen this before with any other, uh, president, certainly in the Oval Office. Only God could do this, and God did this. God did this. Well, while Pastor Brunson was released from Turkey, The Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, pictured here, disappeared while in Turkey. Like you, I had never heard of uh, who this guy was. Apparently he's a Washington Post journalist. And so I spent some time yesterday doing a little bit of research and here's what I learned. He was outspoken against Saudi Arabia increasing its ties with Israel, something we've been talking about as of late in our prophecy updates because of the prophetic significance as it relates to particularly Ezekiel 38 and specifically verse 13, which talks about how that... Saudi Arabia will actually protest, seemingly in alliance with Israel, this attack against Israel by the three key players, Russia, Iran, and Turkey. Interesting. Number two, he was very critical of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's approach to, quote, political Islam. That's, again, something I don't have time to really uh, delineate uh, with uh, uh, concerning political Islam today. Number three, he was anti-Israel and against any expression of support for Israel against the Palestinians. And number four, he was against Trump, cons- very outspoken, especially concerning the deal of the century, which we're going to talk about, arguing that it would give Saudi Arabia a, quote, bad name, end quote. Again, this is significant, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out, because of especially this Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who we've also talked about, that is trying to completely change Saudi Arabia. And what comes packaged with said change is involving the support with and the alliance with of all nations, Israel. So this happened in Turkey to this Saudi Arabian journalist and it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. Let's talk about another major development. If you're anything like me, And I uh, suggest that you are, um, you were just as surprised as I was when I wake up and as I always do, I turn on the TV to see what the breaking news is. And sure enough, there it is. UN Ambassador Nikki Haley is resigning. (laughs) The very pro Israel UN Ambassador Nikki Haley is resigning. And here's the thing. Her resignation was in concert with a sudden push of the long-anticipated Trump peace plan, which many believe will finally, after all this time, all this build-up, will finally be unveiled very soon. It's my belief that when... Not if it is, it will set in motion very suddenly, and I use that word deliberately, very suddenly, the beginning of the fulfillment of significant prophecies in the Bible, of which Ezekiel 38 is one, Isaiah 17, verse 1, another. Let's start with this Times of Israel report on Tuesday about what they call the, quote, shocking resignation of Ambassador Nikki Haley. As you might imagine, speculation abounds as to why, and perhaps more importantly, why now? This in spite of claims that she told President Trump she might want to take some time off six months ago. Here's what I found very interesting and very telling. It was Haley's comments concerning Jared Kushner, Trump's special advisor and son-in-law on the Trump administration's Israeli-Palestinian peace plan. Of Kushner, Haley said, and I quote, "'Looking at what we've done on the Middle East peace plan,' It is so unbelievably well done. Jared is such a hidden genius that no one understands. I find it interesting that she would, pardon me, say something like that in the context of her resignation. Haley's sudden resignation begs the question of, who will her replacement be? Or, according to the Jerusalem Post, will her replacement be as supportive of Israel as she has been? And she has been a staunch and bold, unflinching in her fearlessness in supporting Israel. Let me quote the Post. Haley was a godsend at the UN from Israel's point of view, passionately, eloquently, and calmly, sometimes not so much, (laughs) defending the Jewish state and calling out the world for its hypocrisy and bias towards the country. Whomever U.S. President Donald Trump appoints to replace Haley, we will have very large shoes to fill, said Danny Danone, Israel's ambassador to the UN, in response to Haley's surprise resignation on Tuesday. The article goes on to say, and this is even more interesting, no sooner had Haley announced her departure than the speculation began as to whom Trump would tap as her successor. One of the first names mentioned was the president's daughter Ivanka, Jared's wife, who by the way, I hope you know, is a Jew, converted to Judaism because her husband is a Jew. Interesting. Trump said she would be, quote, incredible in the job. She, however, made it clear that this was not in the offing tweeting Tuesday evening, I know that the president, speaking of her father, will nominate a formidable replacement for Ambassador Haley. That replacement will not be me. And in all fairness, the article goes on to speculate of other potential candidates. But... Hmm. Well, it should probably come as no surprise that within 24 hours of Haley's shocking resignation, U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, a Christian, by the way, would seek to reassure Israel of the relationship between the United States and Israel. Pompeo is quoted as saying, the bottom line is that the U.S.-Israel relationship is stronger today than it has been ever, and that's good for both countries. He also noted, listen, that the administration is making, and I quote, a truly historic push for peace between Israel and the Palestinians, a reference to the Middle East peace plan being prepared by Trump's senior advisor, Jared Kushner, and his representative for international negotiations, Jason Greenblatt. The Secretary of State provided no further details other than saying the plan will be released, and I'm quoting, before too terribly long. That's still pretty cryptic to me, isn't it? To you? Because, of course, that's the, the, the question, isn't it? We've been hearing a lot about this plan. You've been pushing forward for this plan. When are you going to reveal this plan? Oh, we will. Before too terribly long. <laughs> and, still quoting... We are hopeful that both sides, both sides, will have constructive conversations to lead to that. Okay. I'm keenly aware that I could be accused of reading too much into the timing of this, but I have to say, that it's suspect at best, as some suggest, that Hurricane Michael formed out of nowhere, as suddenly and even simultaneously with the aforementioned, quote, historic push for peace between Israel and the Palestinians. Al-Arabiya dubbed this storm, the hurricane of a century. Other sources are reporting that it's the third strongest storm to ever hit the continental U.S., falling short of a Category 5 hurricane, get this, by only two miles per hour. Other reports from just yesterday, Saturday morning, stated that over half a million people are without power. In our prayer meeting this morning, uh, one of the sisters prayed for what they believe are still 1,500 people that are unaccounted for. This, as Hurricane Michael flattened a beach town like, and I quote, the mother of all bombs. Now, now, Let me hasten to say, and I hope those of you who know my heart know that I never want to be dismissive or insensitive about something this serious. However, there is compelling evidence that every time a U.S. president has pushed Israel concerning the land, A catastrophic event devastates our land here in America. Uh, Bill Koenig, who I actually this time last year had the privilege of meeting in Oklahoma. He was one of the speakers at the conference that I was privileged to speak at and uh, spent some time just talking with him. He uh, gave me a signed copy of his book, Eye to Eye. He has thoroughly documented going back to George Bush, the senior, the father. And how, you remember that perfect storm? They made a movie out of it. And how it hit his residence in Kitty Bunkport, I hope I'm pronouncing and not slaughtering that name, Kitty, Kitty Bunkport, Maine. Close enough. Some of you are nodding your head like, I think that sounds good enough. So we'll just say that's the name of it. But it was in concert with, even simultaneous with what George Bush, the president, the father, did against Israel. What are you suggesting, Pastor? Well, I have to be truthful, and the truth of the matter is, it is very compelling. So was there something behind the scenes taking place here that we're not hearing about? in this peace push. Again, I might be reading too much into it, but it is a little bit suspect, isn't it? That Nikki Haley would resign so abruptly, seemingly. Could there be a connection? There surely could be. Now... You see it there on the screen, and I want to talk just briefly about this. We as a church support Samaritan's Purse, not just with Operation Christmas Child, but we have for many, many years supported them financially, especially when it comes to disaster relief. They're always on the ground, at the ready, whenever. In in fact, ahead of time when something like this happens. And on Thursday night, we uh, took a little bit of time to pray for all of those that have been impacted by this devastating storm that, again, just came out of nowhere. I mean, th- this, again, was something where you turn on the TV, and all of a sudden this thing's hitting, and it might as well be a Category 5. And the devastation when some of the pictures started coming in, the aerial photos, it's unimaginable. Nobody saw it coming. It formed so quick and it moved so quick, leaving this decimation in its path. I would really encourage you to go to Samaritanspurse.org. Not only pray for those impacted, but also consider helping by supporting Samaritans Purse. Again, they have, and these, they're not just providing disaster relief, they're, they're sharing the gospel. Just like they do with Operation Christmas Child. It's not about a shoebox to some child. It's the gospel that is given at a time which, and I think you'll agree with me when I say this, when people have lost everything. And it's at times like that where they're the most open to the good news of Jesus Christ well I share all of that to ask a question when you look at everything that's happening in the world today what do you see do you see it getting better or do you see it getting worse The Bible says that in the last moments of human history as we know it, the world will become increasingly worse. Evil, perilous times will come. There will be signs in the heavens and in the earth and in the sea. Things will happen environmentally. Earthquakes will increase. Disasters like this will increase. And Jesus in Matthew 24 said, these will be the beginning of birth pains. And what do we know to be true about birth pains? They come with greater intensity and greater frequency. I know I'm being the bearer of bad news, as it were. But that can be a good thing, and lest you think I'm being morbid, let me say that the bad news should really become the catalyst for the good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ came into this world to save us and take us out of this world. That's the good news. That's the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is why we always end our weekly updates with the gospel of Jesus Christ and how to be saved. If you'll just kind of give me a couple of minutes here, I want to share something the Lord put on my heart this last week. It was a much-needed reminder, as much as I don't like the title or the term, it was a much-needed reminder that I'm a preacher. I'm a preacher man. (laughs) Songs have been written about the preacher man. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I needed to be reminded of that. It came by way of three questions the Apostle Paul asks in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. He asks first, how then shall they call on him, speaking of Jesus, in whom they have not believed? And secondly, how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And thirdly, how shall they hear without a preacher? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. The apostle Paul is writing. This is what he says. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity it is laid upon me, yes, woe to me, a curse upon me, if I do not preach the gospel. Uh, The Lord got me on this again. A little sobering. A curse is upon my life? If I don't preach the gospel, yeah. Well, I better preach the gospel then, yeah.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each Prophecy Update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor JD. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor JD's Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.